welcome to Conversations About Life. Well, thanks, Brandon, for being a guest on my podcast. Well, thanks for having me. And uh, this, will, I'm looking forward to this because I'll get to know you a little bit better. Um, we met not too long ago at um, Rockport at I think it was at the men's breakfast, and then you've been coming to a, a Bible discussion with me on Monday nights, and that's, you know, been pretty uh, good, you know, just uh, the time we get together and uh, have dinner together, you know, light dinner, and then talk about the Bible, so that's pretty cool. So, um, so I guess we'll just kind of start with you as far as just like an introduction like, how would you introduce yourself? Uh, well, I would introduce myself as Brandon Ehrenreich. I am a 28-year-old man, live around uh, Missouri, and it's about really about all I could say about myself, you know. Okay. And um, and you're interested in starting your own podcast, right? Yes. Do you have a name for it? Uh, everything. Just the Everything Podcast. The Everything Podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. So you're not into, like, uh, finding a, a narrow niche to address, huh? Yeah, it's about everything. <laughs> Okay. And it's going to be with you and also with um, Tyler, your friend Tyler? Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, that'll be cool. Um, so um, so you grew up around this area? Uh, Arnold. Arnold? Yep. Okay. Well, what was... Sh- so you recently um, have became a Christian, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, let's just step back and... T- you know, talk about leading up to that, like what was growing up like for you and stuff like that. Well, growing up for me, <clears throat> I kind of grew up around, uh, you know where First Baptist Church is? Mm-hmm. That's where I went to church from probably the time I was born to about 11. Okay. So I grew up in that, but, you know, I didn't really understand why I was in church. You know, it was kind of a, uh, like, hey, we're going to church because church is important. And I'm like, okay. So I just kind of went, but never really paid attention to it. And it was about around the time I hit... 14 when I had an accident and a football accident and uh you know things kind of seemed to spiral down I started kind of uh kind of going my own way I kind of like I wouldn't say I abandoned God but I just kind of put him on the back burner and I started getting myself into trouble a lot as a teenager into my early 20s and it was probably about sometime last year's when I you know I guess I felt the calling is a better way to put it and I got called to God and uh it was due to a just a bad situation with an ex-girlfriend but <clears throat> it was that that kind of brought me got got me started down that path is what brought me to where I'm at now. So when you were growing up, your family were they all churchgoers then at First Baptist? Yes. Okay. Mainly my mother and father. But okay. So um, are they still there? No. Okay. I'm trying to get them to come to Rockport. Okay. But uh, you know, it's kind of a struggle. <laughs> okay. Did they kind of drift off during COVID? Um, they drifted off uh, probably back when 2008 hit, when my dad lost his job, and okay. you know that recession happened. I see. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so you grew up, and yeah, so I had the same experience growing up in church, but it just didn't really mean anything to me until I was about 18. And then, you know, I kind of feel like I had an encounter with God. and um, But um, so you said that this kind of started for you um after an encounter with an an ex-girlfriend so 
<clears throat> last I dated this young lady uh, back in 2019, and we kind of rushed it pretty quickly, and we, she ended up moving in with me in my house, and we lived together for about four years, and just a lot of bad things took place over a short period of time, and she ended up leaving me for somebody else kind of behind my back at a very short notice, and it really put me into a bad place mentally, and I couldn't seem to get myself out of it, and so that's when I turned to God because of that, and just kind of baby-stepping the rest of my way from there. Okay, so um, I can see how that could, you know, really put you in a bad place, you know, being hit by something like that, and then... um, and then what made you want to turn to God in that situation? Like, you know, you... Well, it kind of made me pretty bitter and angry, and I just could not get out of it. And it just kind of hit me one day, like, you know, Jesus can take this. Like, I can't do it, and I know somebody that can. And so, I know it was just kind of like a smack of the back of the head thing. Like, oh, yeah, God is there, you know? So, that's just kind of what hit me. It wasn't like this huge epiphany or anything. I was just kind of like, oh, yeah, God, like, God can do this. So what, what? Okay, so you decided to turn to God, and then um, what was your first step in that? Uh, praying for a heart of forgiveness. Praying for a heart of forgiveness yep. for your... For what she done to me, because I, I can't rightly be forgiven if I don't forgive. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that reminds me of the words of Jesus. Is that kind of... It's kind of what it is. Yeah. Okay. And it's that where um, you... Um, you got that idea from? Um, I've just heard it a lot growing up. You know, like, hey, forgive, because God won't forgive you if, you know, you don't be for, have, have a forgiving heart. And I was like, okay. So I've always kind of kept that in the back of my mind. And if you're turning to God, one thing you need is God's forgiveness. Yes. Right. So um, so praying for forgiveness for your ex-girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And how did that go? It took a while. Okay. I, had to, I had to pray it every day, morning and night. Till God finally was like, "All right, here, fine, you know." Okay. But uh, it, it it happened. I forgive her. You know, it is what it is. The past is the past. I can't really harp on it. You know, I'm I'm really praying for her and this guy. Like, I hope they're okay. Mm-hmm. You know. Is there any connection between you and her and communication and stuff? No, we okay. quit talking last year. I see. It was okay. like she the moment they got together and moved in with each other. It was like I was I was gone. So. Okay. So you were working for forgiveness, praying for forgiveness, and that took a while. And then um, what about you and, um, you know, just your connection with God? How, you know, besides, you know, as it pertains to her, um, what happened then with, with that, with just you and God? Mm, I don't know. I just I kind of started delving into the word more, and I just felt like I was growing closer to God every day because I would. I started really seeing that I was trying to put off those sinful things, the things that I really I wouldn't say enjoyed, but the things I was stuck in. Mm-hmm. And it was I know there was just this sense of I need to put these things off for the Lord, and so from there I just kept growing from there, and I just I know it was hard. It's really hard, even to this day. It's still hard, but that's pretty much what. Uh, Starting to get me closer to God was putting off my sins and asking for heart of forgiveness. Okay, putting off your sins and um, and then a heart of forgiveness for your um, for your ex girlfriend. Yeah. yeah. And then did you start going back to First Baptist at that time? Mm-mm. I uh, so for two years I went to. I mean, so we were when we were still together. I went. 
to Peoples over there off 141. Okay. And I went to there for a while. And even after she and I separated, I still continued to go to Peoples, but I came to Rockport because there was no fellowship over there at Peoples. It's a it's an older congregation, mostly people in their 60s and 70s, you know, no, no young people there. Yeah. How did you get connected to Peoples? Nate. Nate. Nate uh, Beckley. Okay. Yeah, I don't get, I don't know if I know him or not, but okay. And, uh, and then you've been at Rockport yep. since then. Okay. I love Rockport. It's great. People are great. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and then, um, has it just been like a, a gradual process or was there, um, along the way, any kind of, like I had some kind of like a conversion experience, like it, for me, it wasn't really a gradual process so much. Did, is it just been gradual for you or did, was there some kind of a, a black and white type of thing where you went from one, you know, one way to another way, you know, when it came to like your relationship with God? It was pretty black and white. It was, you know, I was like, all right, I need to stop, so let's go to God. I've, I've always been a believer, so it's not like this huge, like, whoa, for me. You know, it's been a very, it was pretty, it was pretty easy to, just like, all right, I'm just going to rely on God for okay. me. But the hard part is staying in it sometimes. Okay. So you've always been a believer. Um, so, and and why? What? Why are you? Why have you always been a believer? I just always have been. I don't know. It's just something to me that tells me that God's real. So, okay. I've just always kept that. Yeah. And then um, you mentioning it kind of hard to stand it sometimes. Like, um, what what makes it hard? I just try not to fall back in habitual sins. Mm-hmm. You know, it's real easy to fall back in old habits. You know, and. I've got some pretty nasty old habits, so I don't, I'm really trying to keep away from those. Right. Yeah. Well, um, so what do you do as far as work and so forth? Uh, I'm a carpenter, so I work for, well, right now I'm loaned out, but right now I'm a commercial carpenter. Oh, are you? Yeah. So I do a lot of like big commercial buildings, like apartments, uh, like just really big businesses, really. We do a lot of that kind of stuff: drywall, steel framing, uh, trim work, things like that. Okay. Um, what company do you work for? Uh, I work for Parrick, but I'm loaned out to TJ Weiss right now. Oh, works kind of slowing down over there at Parrick. So right now I'm out at uh, I think it's a it's a old folks home out there off Mason. Okay. You enjoy doing that? Oh, I love it. Oh, do you? Been doing it for nine years. Nine years. Mm-hmm. Wow. So is it a, a union type of thing where you go from apprentice to journeyman and so forth? Yeah, I started back in 2015 as an apprentice, and I journeyed out in 2019. Okay. And so I've just been doing it ever since. Yeah. Yeah. My um, different people in my family have been carpenters, and, you know, you know Johnny Bulky, he's still yeah. a carpenter. Yeah. Yeah. Who does he work for? Builder's Block? Builder's Block, yeah. Right on. Yeah. Um, so, um, I guess, you know, in just kind of thinking about talking with you and things I thought I would ask you would be, um, like one thing is, um, um, 
even though you grew up in the church, you were kind of like for a while, like an outsider kind of, but familiar with church life and Christianity. So you were kind of like an outsider looking in, but now it's more like you're an insider, you know, experiencing what it is to be in Christianity. How, um, what's the difference there? Like, um, what was it like um, looking at Christianity from the outside in and how is it different now? Like, is there, I don't know, anything? <laughs> I mean, it's definitely a life changer. So, you know, being on the outside looking in, it's kind of like, you know, that's nice, but I don't think that's for me. For years, I, I was like, you know, <clears throat> so the, for the longest time, I, Nate would preach to me all the time that I need to, you know, start going back, you know, turn to the faith. And I would constantly tell him like, eh, I don't know if that's for me, you know, and and who's Nate? You mentioned uh, him before. Okay, so Nate's my friend from my childhood friend. Okay. But uh, <clears throat> he used to go to Rockport for probably about six months back in 2019, like right before COVID hit. Okay. I mean, he was over there at the baptism. You, you couldn't miss the shorty with a bunch of tattoos. I think I remember Nate now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Big old, big old glasses on him. Mm-hmm. But, uh, okay. So he would preach to me constantly about, like, hey, Brian, come on, give it a try, give it a try. Like, Christ can do so much for you. And I'm just like, ah, you know, I'm not going to turn because I don't think I'm ready yet. You know, that, that really dumb excuse that people use. And uh, I don't know. And now that I'm in the church, it's just such a completely different experience. You know, it's like Christ has really changed my heart. And on top of it, I've got great fellowship. And just, you know, it's insane how many friends I've lost by turning to the faith and what friends I've made inside the church. And I don't know, it's just a completely different experience. It's not what I expected actually being in a church. Mm-hmm. So before, um, it just didn't look attractive to you. Um, is it like the the lifestyle of it? Was that kind of what didn't look attractive? I or? don't know what it was. I guess I was just stuck in my sinful ways is what it was. It's not that I had a problem with the church or anybody in it. I had a lot of friends back in my early 20s in high school that were, you know, went to church. Yeah. You know, it's just, <clears throat> I guess I was still stuck in my habitual sins and I didn't want to leave that. Right. And then, um, and then now that you're in, um, what's the most um, satisfying part about it, or the thing that's the most meaningful to you? Uh, you know, as far as b- being Christian and being in it. Uh, knowing that I have a relationship with Christ. Okay, that's probably the that's probably the best part of it all. But it's also really nice to have a good church family to go to. Always having you know brothers and sisters I can confide in when I mess up, and yeah, you know, it's just really it's just great. I wouldn't leave it. And what's uh, what's it like having a relationship with Christ for you? You know your experience of it. <clears throat> well, well, I definitely know that uh, I've been forgiven for sure, and it's like this sense of peace and. Just a sense of peace for me, like you know, knowing that anytime things get bad, I can just remember the promise, and it's just it is what you know. I can be satisfied in that. Yeah. So for me, that's just it's just a sense of peace, right? And like, did the knowing you're forgiven, did that just come suddenly, or that was no? You're shaking your head. No, not at all. No, it it took some time for me to do that, Mm -hmm. to realize that because I remember when I first confessed faith and we started feeling conviction, I felt horrible. Because it's not one of those things, it's like, oh, I feel free. It's like, man, I did all these terrible, terrible things, and I don't deserve to be forgiven. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so it was a gradual process, and the more I delved into the Word and prayed about it, the more and more I realized the promise that has been, you know, given to me. Okay. So, but, and now it's just something that you 
and joy and it gives you peace just knowing that you're forgiven yeah. and stuff like that. And is it something you still have to um, like uh, kind of work for um, just um, feeling forgiven or is it just solid all the time with you now? Nah, you got to... This is something I really, sometimes I feel it and I feel great. And other times it's like, all right, well, you don't always feel 100%. You don't always feel like you're, you know, this, I guess this really bad way of putting it is you're really high on Jesus all the time. You got to just remember the promise, whether you feel good or bad, you know? Mm-hmm. And there are days you feel great and days that you don't, but you just turn to the Lord no matter what. So for yeah. me, it's kind of like a mix. Right. Now, you mentioned the promise. Are you talking about anything in particular or you're uh, just talking about the word in general? Oh, uh, the promise of my salvation because of my faith in Christ. I see. So knowing that no matter what happens in this life, that at the end of it all, I know where I'm going. Okay. So I don't worry. I don't. I tend not to worry about too much because of it. Mm-hmm. Life comes as it does. You know, there's nothing I can do about it. So. Yeah. Um. What well, is there? Um. Any persisting questions that remain that you know? You know, now that you're, you know, in Christianity, is there anything that, yeah, just kind of persisting questions that are um, things you think think about and, you know, wonder about and st- stuff so far? Not particularly. I mean, <clears throat> excuse me. I uh, constantly, I guess I struggle with more like trying to delve into the word and really I'm constantly like, man, why am I not picking up on a lot of this as quickly as I would like? You know, it's like I can read and read and read and read and read, and sometimes it just doesn't stick. Mm-hmm. So I guess it's kind of that's my big struggle there, and that's something I kind of like have questions about. Like, man, when is this going to really start sticking? And you know, when I delve into the word a little bit, you know, you mean like just <clears throat> Bible knowledge and stuff. Like yeah, that. like my knowledge of theology. Yeah, yeah, that's there's a lot there. So yeah, I'm trying to get that to stick as a a bit of a rough one. Yeah. Um, well, um, what, um, what are you, um, so my next question, like they have jotted down is what are you after? And that might be the thing, or is there something else? Like, what are you aiming for when it, in Christianity? No, I'm just trying to just grow my relationship with the Lord. That's really all I'm after. Yeah. It's my biggest, like, that's my biggest thing is just to stay in the faith and to continue to grow in it. That's all I'm after. Yeah. <clears throat> Man. What, um, what's like most helpful for, for that end? Um, you know, what part of, your Christian activities and so forth is most satisfying, most helpful for your growth and so forth. Probably like the outside things, like when we meet up on Mondays and we go to that with you know Ozzy and all them. Excuse me. And then we have our D groups every two weeks, and you know just some of the guys like Ethan and Jeremy and all of us like to get together and do sports, and we just talk about God the entire time. So. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So I think that's kind of like what I really enjoy the most is just the outside fellowship, but still keeping it Christ centered. Right. That's my favorite thing because I really enjoy our Monday nights. Those are those are great. Yeah, it seems like um, yeah, just kind of that face to face interaction can be really helpful. 
You guys are in the, in the sports and things together? Oh, uh, yeah. So me, Ethan, and Tyler actually went disc golfing this past Sunday. So okay. they got me into that because I always like, man, I don't know about disc golf. It doesn't look that fun. I played it. I was like, man, now I'm hooked on it. And So we do a lot of disc golf. Yeah. My son, Johnny uh, Jackson's into disc golf. Yeah, I've invited Johnny, and, you know, I mean, now I guess that he's married. He's like, ah, I got married. I got married. We'll have to take care of, you know. Right. But yeah. I'll get him to go one time. Yeah. I'll, I'll talk him into it. Eddie, my other son, he's kind of into it, too. But, um, <clears throat> okay, so um, before you were into Christianity and you were just kind of like seeing it from an outsider and so forth, what would have been or was the most helpful thing Christians did for you or could have done for you that maybe they didn't that would have been helpful for someone who's outside of the faith, you know, like, is there anything that would have really been helpful um, at the time, you know? Nothing I can really think of. I mean, there's things I can think of that wouldn't be helpful, but... Like, what what kind of things are that, those? uh, Probably being pushed on me. So when Nate first started trying to go into the faith, he would constantly just like nitpick everything I do. And he'd be like, you need God, you need to do this. You need to start going to church. I'm like, whoa, buddy, you know, and that's pretty much how that started. But we had to have a talk with him and eventually he calmed down and it got better. But I think probably the best thing I could think of that would be really helpful is just to, you know, not be pushy about it, but to constantly like, I don't think really people understand how much God loves them. I think that's something people really need to hear. Because most people just tend to like just throw a lot of condemnation out there and not talk about the love that God gives. Hmm. So I heard a lot of condemnation, not a lot of love for mm-hmm. the longest time. Right. So, um, so Nate was really kind of like uh, pushy, and you had to have a talk with him about that. Oh yeah. It, okay. it was me, Tyler, and uh, a couple others are like, Nate, you need to calm down. Oh, like, so you knew Tyler back then too? Oh yeah, Tyler and Nate are brothers. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I've known Tyler as long as I've known Nate. Okay. So was Tyler preaching at you? Oh, no. No. <laughs> no. Not at all. Where's Nate at now? Is he in the area? Uh, he lives over there in Creve Corps. Okay. Him and his wife. I see. So um, so is he pretty happy now that you're in, in, oh, that yeah. you're in the faith? He's like, he goes, I got you. He's like, it took me eight years. It took me eight years of preaching at you, and you finally went to church and gave it a shot. And he's like, now look at you. I'm like, yeah. Well, just one little tool that was used you know, from God was you, Nate, you know? Mm-hmm. But yeah, for eight years, he was just like, you need to go, you need to go, you need to go, you know, try it. Come on, pray with me, you know, just turn to Christ, just, you know, mm-hmm. constantly. <laughs> and um, and it took like um, kind of a hard thing to really kind of get you to turn, I guess. Huh? Unfortunately, you know, it's always like, it's always got to learn the hard way before you finally do something. Yeah, that's how it was for me. <clears throat> I was kind of at the, at the end of my rope. And I just felt morally disgusting and just felt like, you know, um, I'm stuck in this way and I need God to save me from who I am, you know. So um, I think it seems like it's like that for a lot of people, the way and it's kind of like at the end of one rope or like something like you were going through and so forth. But um, and I think for me... um, the reason why um, I did vent, I did turn at that point rather than turn to something else was because um, several years before 
um, when I was growing up in the church, there was a young man who was just showed a lot of love to us boys who were growing up, spent time with us. Um, he was a teacher um, some of the time, but he took us um, camping and was just involved with us in different ways, played sports with us. We played um, dodgeball and stuff like that. Um, and uh, I think because of that, there was something that you know made Christianity attractive to me. Um, and otherwise, if there was nothing like that in my life, why would I have... I don't know if I would have turned to God or, you know, who knows. I guess there's different ways to to turn to different things. But um, so you're um, so you, you're saying like um, it, it would have been helpful to know more about the love of God. Yeah. Yeah. And um, would that come just through people sharing scripture with you that? It's about be more, the love of God? Or? Probably more testimonies, because I could read all the time, and I wouldn't pick up on anything. Hmm. It was really my friends in the church that really under, you know, showed me how to really understand, like how to read Scripture in a certain way to really understand God's attributes. And I think that's where I started, like, wow, God did all these things. Like, look what he's doing. Look, look at the love. Like, look how horrible we are as people and all the stupid things that we get ourselves into because we think we can live autonomously without him. Only for him to be like, all right, come on, come on. Like, I'll take you back again. I'll help you out again. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's just like, man, that's a really loving God, you know, if he's willing to, and also even sacrifice himself to mm-hmm. save us, knowing that we don't deserve it. But I think it was that, I think it's the love of God that should probably, people should be looking for before, if they really have a, if Christianity is attractive to them. Mm-hmm. They should look at uh, God's love and what he's done for us. Because if we try to, and I think that's why testimony is important because it shows how like the lowest hill could be pulled up to like pulled out of it, and I think that's what I never got really out of that, you know. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, people's testimony about how they experienced God's love and how it made a change in their life, yeah, and stuff. Hmm. So, um, have you had a chance to kind of share that with anyone else yet? Uh, what my testimony? Yeah. Uh I mean, there was my baptism a couple Sundays ago. That was the whole church I did that with, but, right, you know, that's just kind of like a quick overview of everything that happened. I mean, but I could definitely see the difference between living a life that is very lustful and adulterous and being caught on drugs for a while and alcohol and things like that, knowing that I want nothing to do with those things anymore. It's just, you know, that's God pulling me out of that. But mm-hmm. I haven't really shared my testimony with too many people. I have a hard time witnessing with people. That's something I pray about is like, you know, to be a better witness mm-hmm. for God. So something I'm still working on. Mm-hmm. And then you mentioned like, um, and men, you, you mentioned someone at the Bible discussion who you were just concerned about their, them coming to know God. You're talking so, about the young lady, Anaya? Yeah. Well, her and another person, I think. But oh, like Bill, my brother. Bill, yeah. Yeah. So, um, how's that been going? Like conversations mm. with them? So funny enough, when I was sharing the gospel with Anaya, <coughs> I don't. She seems like she's interested, but she's still doing her thing. She's a young lady. I just don't. Excuse me. Think she's ready for it necessarily. If that's a good way of putting it, she. 
Because when I shared it with her, she was like, that sounds great and all, but I just can't give up sin is what she told me. And I was like, well, that's why we need Jesus. We can't rely on our own strength, you know? Like, that's all we need. It. And she's like, well, I just like to sin is what she told me. I'm like, ooh, please don't tell me that. <laughs> please don't say those things. And uh, at, least, at least she's honest. Yeah, that, that I told her, I was like, at least you're being honest with me, you know? And when she, and it's kind of funny because when I shared the gospel, she was telling her friends about it. And her friends wanted to be like, just rip me apart for it. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. She was like, my friends are trying to like be mean to you. And then I'm like, hey, it is what it is, you know? Like, I, you'll be persecuted for loving God, you know? And, mm-hmm. but. I think that's going her life. I think she might eventually, mm-hmm. maybe turn. I'm, I'm praying for it because I think she does have an interest in it. But she's young and she's like, I'm afraid people aren't going to like me. And I'm like, who cares? Mm-hmm. You're gonna, if you turn to God, you're going to lose friends. You know, things that you enjoyed before or people that you've been in your life are going to leave. It's just part of the process, you know? Mm-hmm. And with Bill, uh, well, I can't even get that dude to even like talk about God. Anytime I bring it up to him, he just wants nothing to do with it. You know, this is I don't need church to have a have a relationship. I pray every night, and that's all I need. And I'm like, oh, dude, you're so wrong, though. And that's not really right for me to say, but I'm trying. I'm really trying. I'm trying to get him to come to church at least on Sundays. So he was for a while. I don't remember him, but I know like my my kids. Do you remember? Um, he, like, he, does he go by Billy? Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They say, "Oh, uh, Brandon's Billy's brother." So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Billy was uh, his name for quite some time until he's like, "Yeah, I'm Bill now." Okay, he's hitting the Bill, Billy, and uh, William process right now. Okay, so um, they remember him. I don't remember him, but um, so he was involved in church for a while. He must have had some kind of interest in it a while back, huh? Oh yeah, um, I can't remember what's his name. He was there when you were there, Mike. He left. Mike uh, Fritz. Something. Oh, yeah. Mike Fritz. Yeah. 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 He was there. He was like discipling Billy for quite some time for a little while. Okay. And then he left before Billy even left. And I guess my brother, I don't know really what caused my brother to leave. I, I don't know. I try to ask him, but he just won't give me an answer. Mm-hmm. So I got I to gotta pry at him a little bit every day. Yeah. The, the whole thing about like enjoying sin and um, I mean... I guess that works until it doesn't. I mean, at some point, sin's going to let you down because, um, of course, it just doesn't satisfy and it doesn't last forever. And, um, well, the end is death, you know, the Bible says. So it's just a temporary thing. So um, it kind of makes sense how, um, uh, like a hard time has to come along in order to catch your attention because otherwise you're writing a, just a pleasure and so forth until, you know, that sin lets you down and you realize it's not the answer. Right. That's how it was for me. You know, for years I was just chasing after women all the time. And after a while, it's just like, what am I doing with myself? Like, it's not even fun anymore. You know, it's not, it's not fulfilling. I don't feel whole, you know. Then you mentioned losing a lot of friends. Um, how did? Is that just because you weren't involved in the same activities mm-hmm. anymore? Mm-hmm. So I, I guess that makes so, sense. That well, not- I wouldn't say I lost them as friends. Like I could probably send them a text or a phone call, ask how they're doing, they'd answer. But it's kind of like mm-hmm. we don't really talk anywhere near as much, and I don't get invited to certain activities because I don't involve myself in those things. You know, right. So if like if I run into him in public, I'm like, yo, Trevor, what's going on, man? He'll be like, oh, hey, what's going on? Come hang out. I'm like, eh, maybe, because 
I know he's kind of into to certain activities I'm not anymore. Right. But no, I don't get really. So it's a, it's better not saying that I wa- I'm not friends with them. It's just I don't keep very close contact with them anymore. Right. So from your perspective, what's the most helpful um, thing for you to grow in your relationship with God? I mean, um, uh, with other people, what's the most helpful thing um, the church can do to help you to grow or you can do together with the church? What's the best part for your growth? You know, I think just being involved in the church and things that the church involves itself in, like... Uh like getting with the people outside of church. So like every two weeks or every two Fridays, I get with Kanoa and Stetson and all of them, and we just go to wherever we eat and we just talk about God. So I think being amongst your fellow Christians is a really good way to yeah. be in that and then just having activities outside and introducing yourself to everybody in the church. I still don't know like half that congregation. <laughs> it's right. huge. It's huge. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of names to remember. Oh, yeah. There's a lot, but I think that's probably the best thing I would say is just keep yourself involved in the activities of the church and be in the church and help serve the church any way you can. So it's kind of, sounds like it's like relationships. Mm -hmm. You guys get together every other Friday, huh? Yep. That sounds cool. And there's no uh, format or anything. It's just getting together for dinner and just conversation, huh? Yep. Every other Friday. Uh, We went to Sugar Fire last Friday. Okay. That's where we were at. And that was a good time. We were... It started at like seven, and by the time we actually left, we were standing outside of Sugar Fire, and the employees were watching us, and they were wondering when we're going to leave because we're just out there talking. Uh-huh. And it, I felt kind of bad for like Mattia and Addie because they're in the trucks waiting on Stenson and Kanoa, and you know, uh-huh. it was funny. It was a good time though. We didn't leave till like almost ten thirty. And then, and the conversation, a lot of it centers on on God, Scripture, and things mm-hmm. like that? Mostly. I mean, we also venture off on other things. Like, you know, Kano isn't a presuppositional apologetic, so we talk about that a little bit, but, yeah. you know, it's mostly on, like, Scripture and God and, you know, just, like, activities outside the church and the world. You know, he's pretty political, too, and I tend to be pretty political myself. Right. So, yeah, there's always something interesting being talked about. Yeah. Well, Oops. um... I guess, um, I don't know, just any other um, topics or anything we should bring up here before? I mean, you can ask whatever you want. I'm open book. I'll answer whatever you ask me. You know, I'm sure there's more you could ask. And I don't really have anything I want to ask off the bat right now. I mean, yeah. But, <clears throat> but I'm always willing to answer any questions you have. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't. I guess there's nothing in just in particular right now that comes to mind. But um but anyway, it's good to just hear more about your journey into the Christian faith and uh and um get that in more detail and everything. So that's been good. Um so um yeah, I don't know. Might have to have part two sometime and I probably have some more things like that. Right, I'm sure you can fill up a whole page of that notepad. Yeah, find out about you. So, um, okay. Well, thanks, Brandon. Well, thank you for having me on. Appreciate it.